Intimacy Diary 10. Not all love stories last forever. July 29, 2022. As I've shared these past few years, I've been healing, releasing so much subconscious wounding and finding forgiveness in and outside of me. I'm here in reality, what is just is, void of needing to explain it as good, bad, or ugly. So it goes, and we keep going. We started dating quickly, 11 months ago, jumped into travel, loving, moving in, planning future quickly, and at some point stopped feeling and started just going through the motions. We both felt pressure and emphasis on an expiration date or a wedding, an anxiety around us both not wanting to be here for too much time, instead idealizing where to move or when to get married. I got swept into the timeline, the desire to start my life instead of just living. Single, at 35, 11 months and 3 weeks was never my plan, yet either was living in New York City for 11 years, culinary school, celebrity chefs, world travel, starting my own fitness concept, opening studios, teaching, COVID, closing studios, psychedelic-assisted therapy, trauma, and 2 years of healing. And yet, it's all brought me here, and I've never felt so alive, which is why I can no longer continue lying, to me. Truth is, he's not my guy. He was, we were, I thought. There is love. There was so much love there. On the night we met, I drove home after he kissed me. Fear of intimacy had me running and asked the full moon aloud, August 21st, 2021, please moon, send me love. She did. She sent me a man who wanted to love all of me, who held me, touched me, celebrated me. She sent me a man who lived in his heart, learned with me to feel strength in his feelings, and also a man that I knew early on couldn't love me fully until he learned to love himself fully. If you don't love you first, how can you really love me? I asked myself about him repeatedly. But he loved me as best he could. He loved me with all of his being. We were connected intimately, physically. He was the first man I felt safe with entirely. I loved him too. I loved his heart. I loved that he saw me. I love the way that he listens, the way that he thinks, the way that he takes his time to reply, the way he does almost everything with his heart on his sleeve. But when he met me, he was just coming into learning that not everyone has your best interest at heart, that there are people in this world that are so blinded by their own wounding that they continue wounding, that hurt people hurt people. Learning that lesson hardened me, and he learned that lesson while we were dating. His reality crumbling and ego death, particularly for a man, is challenging. When your whole persona as you know it is blown wide open on top of him doing his best caring for me. In some way, I took him under my wing and held him in his suffering. I coached him through his experiencing, empowered him to own his shit, stand up for himself, and eventually start healing. And he did all of the things, because it doesn't have to be so hard. It took a while, but I think he finally believed me. Perspective really is everything. And to spend time with a man who was so open was refreshing, who was so willing to grow and change and get to know himself first is a blessing. Spending time with him was a gift, but we were rushing. And truth be told, I got sort of tired of coaching. Five months in, both of our leases expiring, the pressure was surmounting. Well, at our age, if we don't want to move in together, we should probably break up, was my rationale. I was abiding by an invisible timeline, putting pressure on the unforeseeable future of things. I want to get married. I want to have babies. At some point, what began as playing, dating, and vacationing shifted into planning. We were both guilty. He'd say, I can't wait to spend the the rest of my life with you. And I'd reply, what about just one more day? But when he called me randomly and said, 
How's my hot future wifey? I melted, fantasizing, so excited. But truth is, those conversations mostly happened when we were on vacation from our own lives. Living together never flowed naturally. In the beginning, I shut down, reliving some of my own PTSD memories, and then began nagging about the kitchen not being clean or how I do certain things, adjusting to cohabitating, focused on surface things instead of having the courage to call out the heart of the matter. He wasn't ready for me. I had a deep knowing that we were rushing, that he probably wasn't ready for the intimacy I was seeking because he was just getting to know himself more intimately. And biologically, in a way, I became more rigid, less flowy, more in my masculine than my femininity. But on vacation from reality, when we were less worried about everything, we fit naturally. I'd call my family and tell them that we were going to get married. They were happy, ecstatic, actually, because marriage is the answer to everything. I kid. This is me joking. I can plan a wedding in two weeks. This excited me. But looking back, what is the rush? Marriage doesn't solve everything. Quote, of all the boyfriends you've dated, I've never seen you so happy. I love you, Dad, but my happiness wasn't about him. It was about all the work I've done to learn me. And it's the truth. I've never, ever been so happy because I have me. And yet, I got wrapped up in thinking, planning, focusing on the end goal that I forgot to acknowledge how I was actually a feeling in real time and in the space between, moment to moment. Before I started Box and Flow, I was dating an incredibly smart guy back in 2016, but I was stuck in indecision in fear of jumping and in part assuming that either we'd get married and I could forget my dream or that we would get married and he'd help me build the whole thing. Either way, I was bypassing me. Similar to my most recent relationship, my focus on next thing, on the wedding, on his work trauma, or his healing, was also me bypassing me, not completely asking myself the tough questions like, what do you actually want in this relationship, in life? How, who, where do you want to be? See, I have a deep desire to create, to write, to motivate, to heal, and if I'm not growing, I'm dying. My plant baby, Wild Olivia, who was so vibrant initially, since we moved in together, has been dying slowly. Her vibrancy, her growth, her green is no longer shining. My plant baby stopped breathing. It's like she knew that this living situation lacked stability. We can't live wild if we're stuck thinking. For months, I considered, would we break up if we didn't live together? Truth is, probably. But living together provided so much learning. And yet our relationship lacked stability, in or out, black or white, Emotions don't come with instructions or warnings. We jumped into a roller coaster of lessons. Me at the tail end of my healing journey. Him when we met just jumping in to the depths of him. And I always say if we're not growing, we're dying. Like wild Olivia, much of our time together, I felt my light dimming, my prowess, my knowing. I was giving more than I was getting without regret because I was giving to him. And my love is unyielding unless I'm constricted, unless I'm withholding which ayahuasca showed me and happened often in our home because I didn't feel safe to feel completely open because I watched him descend into a dark cycle of unfolding. My femininity became more edgy. Even my hormones responded. Our bodies don't lie, but I would be remiss to say he didn't also give to me. He is undoubtedly the most giving and the most lovely. But over the past month or so, another question began hovering. It started as a whisper. If nothing is wrong, does it mean that it's right? And then it became a scream. The answer is no. Just because nothing's wrong doesn't mean that it's right. 
I fear that people make this mistake often. Just keep going. Say yes when it's not a fuck yes, and let me tell you, if it's not a fuck yes, it's a no. Trust yourself. Give yourself more credit than that. I have a deep knowing because I've dug into the depths of my psyche, uncovering layers of why I've never really been able to see clearly. And now I've never seen clearer. I'm more present than ever. I live every moment as long as I don't get stuck in my head, in my heart, out of my heart and my body. I find my feet. I'm here. When you're here, you don't get lost in past wounding, old stories or future dreaming. You're just here. And here I know that even though nothing is wrong, it's not right for either of us together. I knew this when I left for Colorado last week, when I decided to finally move forward with egg freezing. I've known this for some time, but it was just a whisper until it was a scream. And when it started screaming, I couldn't hide it any longer. I hesitated to return from Colorado avoiding, and when I returned, he was loving as ever. I resisted because my knowing was as, as at its wit's end, because I was fighting me instead of fl flowing. We had lunch and my JD MBA across examined me. Well, you're not convinced we're supposed to be together, but are you clear that we aren't? I give him credit. He's nearly as stubborn as me, but something in me knows that sometimes his resilience is still wired in ego, in conditioned behaviors and unmet needs. And no matter through and through, I love him and I know a part of me always will, but we're not to keep, meant to keep going or get married. He's not the father of my children. We fell out of lovers and fell into unconscious habits of just going through the motions, autopilot, emphasis on fairy tale ending. A wedding is not a fairy tale ending. Fuck all the Instagram posts and the stories. Life begins when we stop existing. The fairy tale is possible, I believe, in each moment when we're living in our truth, in love with ourselves, with love for everything. And still, that doesn't mean that life is or should be easy, nor hard, really. Life is just reality. And every moment is a choice as to what we see, perspective, fight or flow, full, half full or half empty. I couldn't hold it though, my knowing. Later that evening, I took myself to a movie. My late grandmother, Honey, was sitting with me. I felt her energy, her love for me. I trusted her, I trusted me. And I returned home and I had a feeling he'd made dinner for me. He had hearts of palm noodles and melted anchovy, popped cherry tomatoes, fresh basil, Parmesan cheese, and a sentimental bottle of wine we'd been saving. I was resistant to everything, kind of just wanted to avoid talking, make eggs, go to sleep. I hopped in the shower to rinse off the Texas heat and found myself sitting on the floor of my closet crying, an ending and a beginning. I had to say something. I told him my truth, that this was our ending and that it wasn't open for negotiating. I had to trust my knowing. In clearing out all of the muck from me, two years of healing, integration, and deep therapy, I don't want to live in a world of judging or comparing, and that is up to me to own that I'm nearly 36, newly single, want a fruitful, impactful career and a family, want to live in open space in nature and continue creating through food, movement, words, speaking, using my stories to help others feel empowered in their own. I want to keep sharing. My love for, my love of life, of everything, because I'm no longer existing, I've arrived. This is the part where I finally start living. Looking back at old videos last night, I gave myself the credit that I think I've long desired. I always wanted to be seen, accomplishing things, building a business, was featured on media outlets, built a network, built my body. Funny, looking back, I was so stuck in doing and getting to the next best thing that I never celebrated anything. 
and I was never good enough for me. Last night, and for the past year and a half, I've given myself the gift of seeing me. So am I sad? Of course, saying goodbye to the person I've spent the most time with for nearly a year, the person I've shared most things, my best friend, but I know in my heart, not in my head, that it's over, that I kept growing, but we stopped growing together. And in times that I needed him most, albeit rare, because asking for help is still new for me, he wasn't able to hold me. He just wasn't. So this is our end, and I'm grateful for everything. But in the end, I know that no matter what, I have me. Society tells us otherwise, that women over 30 are desperate, expiring, husband hunting. I'm guilty of that stigma. I used to feel sad for us, but I've never felt prouder, felt stronger in my decision-making, sexier in my body, more grounded in me. What a travesty that we've trained, been trained to think that going through the motions instead of choosing is living. I am no longer sacrificing any sense of self to fit into societal conditioning. I believe in big dreams, lofty things, having it all, and my non-negotiable is me. Breaking up, it feels tricky, the least, moving out, respecting each other's emotions and needs, but I feel steady. I've been studying energy healing in, and, and day in shamanism with the incredible guide who's held me in my journey. The work connects the physical and metaphysical worlds and works with spirit and animals. In the past week, I've prayed for signs that my path is aligning and poof, my animals showed up for me. First, a hummingbird a few weeks ago flew up to my apartment on the 13th floor and stared at her reflection, facing herself mirroring me. This past week, a turtle along my path while I was running. I chose a turtle as a guide for two reasons. One, home isn't a place, it's a feeling. No matter where, a turtle is always home, like me. Two, pace over race. My ever reminder to stop rushing to the next thing, to instead fully experience what I'm experiencing. And third, a raven pulling apart a dragonfly from its wings, violent. I had to turn away, but so symbolic of a death and a rebirthing. My friend from class reminded me that this is a catalyst to allow death of old conditions and open to transitions to rebirthing. And last, the same raven yesterday clipped my ear as I was running, a reminder to keep listening, not to the noise, but rather to my soul, my internal knowing, it isn't easy, but it doesn't have to be so hard. I remind myself with clarity that I am making the right decision for us and for me. That while this love story so filled with love didn't last forever, the love story that does is the one I'm writing with me. And still in the end, I'm left knowing I gave all of me. I surrendered fully, which was hard initially, because loving him fully also meant potentially losing. But I wouldn't change a thing. Except perhaps chasing a superimposed timeline, moving in, marriage, kids, doesn't solve what isn't working. What does, however, is leading with love, living each moment and surrendering into our feelings. And when it stops feeling good, to face the feelings of that fear and with so much gratitude for what was, and the self-trust to say, the end. May this bring you hope love clarity, or as my friend Stephen reminded me, as the hummingbird reminds us to look at ourselves more deeply, into our reflections, to face ourselves to free ourselves, remembering to drink only from the sweetest nectar of life from here forward, because all we have is now, and now is all we need. With my reminder that if it isn't fueling you, instead just fills some empty, 
Stop dating it. Stop tasting it. Stop doing it. Stop fucking it. Fuel over fill. Pace over race. Trust yourself over everything. Everything we need is inside. Love always, Olivia.